opinions expressed on this podcast are solely those of hosts and guests. The view and opinions do not necessarily represent those of Memorial Healthcare System, Joe DiMaggio's Children's Hospital. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us on Healthy Parenting, pitched by Joe DiMaggio Children's Hospital. My name is Jason Grant Henriquez, and joining me today is our co-producer, Bahari Banks. Bahati. Hey, Jason. Always a pleasure, Bahati. Indeed. I always uh, love doing these shows with you, especially today. Oh, what do we have on the docket for today, Bahati? Well, today's show is a very special episode that we've been wanting to um, introduce to our listeners for a while. It's all about online child predators. Mm. Our guest today is Detective Michael Silver. He's with the Pembroke Pines Police Department's Special Victims Unit in South Florida. Wow. And in this role, he has witnessed numerous scenarios of children as young as 10 years old becoming victims of adults that they've met online. And of course, we've had uh, different shows where we've talked about online safety, the importance of um, monitoring your children, children, of course. So Detective Silver will share some tips for parents on how to prevent this from happening to your child. This sounds like a deep dive. It will be. It will be. And I hope our listeners um, will walk away with some really valuable tips, um, not only for themselves, but obviously to share with their kids on how to be safe online. Absolutely. It's very important. We've always we've always stressed that, I think, from, from episode one. Yes. So, I mean, that's that, that's like our, our, our tagline. Yeah. But um, I'm looking forward to it. That is going to be very interesting. It if will not, be slightly uncomfortable maybe it may be because the topics that detective silver uh, will talk about this is a pre-recorded show um really are challenging to listen to because um you don't want to think you know about the bad things that can happen you know online Mm -hmm. community is an amazing place it's 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 revolutionary Mm -hmm. right and you want to um you want to encourage your kids to um, get involved and, and be positive and and you know there's all kind of healthy things there are educational absolutely things you can do. there are health tips but there's also the dark side exactly just like any door they open both ways exactly so. exactly before we move on here's a word from our sponsor patient and family-centered care At Joe DiMaggio Children's Hospital, it's the difference you notice. It's what you feel. It's how we care. And it's why we've been recognized as the world's first designated person-centered children's hospital by Plaintree. When it matters most, trust Joe DiMaggio Children's Hospital. Learn more at jdch.com slash care. Welcome back. And thank you once again for joining us on the Healthy Parenting Podcast. Now let's sit back and listen to Detective Michael Silver's pre-recorded interview about online child predators. Detective Michael Silver, Special Victims Unit South Florida, Pembroke Prines Police Department. Um, Please tell our audience what you do as a special victims detective for Pembroke Prines Police Department. Okay. Um, So I've uh, I've been in law enforcement for about 16 years now. And I've been assigned to the Special Victims Unit for the Pembroke Pines for about six years now. Um, being a detective in Special Victims, I am tasked to investigate crimes uh, such as um, rape, uh, sexual abuse, mm-hmm. uh, child abuse, child neglect, elderly abuse, elderly neglect, missing persons, um, abduct- abductions, kidnappings, and also um, on a national task force which is called 
ICAC, ICAC, which is the Internet Crimes Against Children Task Force. And what we investigate and what we do on, on that task force is uh, investigate crimes related to the exploitation of our children. Uh, for example, human trafficking, sex tourism, and online predators that are actively oh. seeking out our children. And that is a perfect segue to ask, to get started into talking about, can you discuss some ways that our predators uh, find our kids? Well, you know, before the internet, you know, we, we had to, you know, worry about, you know, predators lurking out our children at like locations such as parks and, you know, locations where kids and children normally congregate. Um, now that we have the internet and cellular applications and smartphones, the predators are still doing what they did back in the 90s and 80s, but they're, um, they're utilizing the same tactics uh, by going to where kids congregate. Um, so kids are congregating online and on, on social media platforms such as Facebook, Instagram, Kik. Um, so that's pretty much where they're going um, to where the kids are. Um, some predators, they'll even go as far as disguise their identity or you know, what is commonly known as catfishing. Uh, they'll have fake profiles. Um, they'll, they'll have, you know, I, I've had a guy, he was in his mid sixties and he had, you know, uh, a Facebook profile as if he was you know, a seven year old child. And he was using that to communicate with other, you know, children that were between the age ranges of, you know, eight and 10 years old. Um, and those children who, you know, were online on Facebook, you know, they were chatting with what they believed to be was also somebody that was one of their peers. Um, Unfortunately, we have also had cases where children have sought out adults on on adult networks and adult uh, websites and adult, yeah. We've had cases where children as young as 11 and 12 were going on Tinder, which is um, an adult website to, you know, meet other adults for, you know, dates and other things. So, yeah. I'm shocked to hear that, honestly, that, that... Yeah, I'm I mean, that, that caught wow. us off guard. Absolutely. Wow. I mean, wow. Um, getting back to the uh, the fake profiles, are there any warning signs uh, or, like, signals that, I guess, we can tell our kids or even parents could see that to say that maybe this particular account that they're chatting with um, isn't uh, legitimate? You know, I, I always say that, you, you always worst-case scenario, unless you know the person in real life, mm-hmm. you never really know who's on the other end of, of, of the keyboard. So there really, is, there really is no way of, of knowing as a, as a citizen or a child unless you actually know the person in real life and then they give you their, you know, their accounts or you know, their phone number. So you really never know who you're really communicating with. So in answer to your question, no. You know, if, you're, if you're communicating with a stranger, you should assume that you know, they're not who they really say they are. You know, it's, it's possible that, Absolutely. you know, they're catfishing or they're utilizing somebody else's pictures. So better safe than sorry then. Sounds about right. What should parents tell their children about meeting people online? Uh, it's so important that, you know, parents take a proactive approach when it comes to the internet and social media. You know, the best thing to do is, as a parent, is set strict rules and actually enforce them. Uh, you should be familiar with your child's online friends, you know, what applications they're using, what, what websites they're visiting, um, and, and, and let them know that, you know, there, there are bad people out there that, you know, will communicate with them because they're a child. You know, there are bad people out there that may pose as a child or may po- pose as somebody who they really aren't in order to, you know, get into a network of friends. Now, 
It's true. The uh, the accessibility to our children is vast now, whether it comes from video games online, everything's online, social media is online. Uh, how can parents keep track of their children's uh, online activity? Well, I mean, I'm not allowed to endorse a private company. Of However, course. I can tell you that there are amazing, great uh, monitoring applications that, that are available um, for sale. Um, some of them are, are even free um, on the internet that, that, that a parent can, can you know, purchase and, and download on both you know, their device and their child's device. And um, it, it's great. Um, for example, you, know, you gotta keep in mind that you know, kids are no longer using computers, you know, like a desktop or a laptop, they're using their cell phones. In essence, their cell phone is a computer. Um, however, it gives you more power than a regular computer because it also gives you the ability to access, you know, cellular applications such as, you know, Instagram, Kick. Um, so, what when you're when you're choosing a, as a parent a, a program to monitor your child's device, you know, I, I would recommend that that program gives you the ability to um, monitor what device. I'm sorry, what applications your child goes to download. So. If your child is downloading, let's just say Tinder, which is for people who don't know what Tinder is, it's a it's an application that allows you to meet other people in your area for dates or sex. Um, it would notify you that hey, your child is trying to download Tinder. Is that okay? And you would you know hopefully say no, and then you know discipline and address your child accordingly. Um, so you would want to know what applications your child is actually downloading. Um, in addition to that, you want to be able to see who's calling your child. Um, you know, so you want one that, that gives you um, the ability to see call logs. Also, you know, text messages. There, there are these programs out there that you can actually review the text messages that are coming into your child's phone and really? also being transmitted. Wow. Yes. And then, you know, location tracking, um, videos and, and photo monitoring so you can see what type of pictures your child's taking. Um, and also internet usage and websites visited. So there are programs out there that will give you the ability to monitor all those things that I mentioned uh, in order to keep, you know, make sure that your child's safe and, and not being targeted. Uh, targeted. I, I will tell you that, um, uh, unfortunately, I had this horrible case where uh, a parent downloaded one of those programs on their child's phone and was able to learn, um, again, unfortunate, but that child was being sexually abused by the biological mother's current boyfriend. And without downloading a program like that, the the child would you know the, the, these crimes would have gone unnoticed. So luckily, the father did see that there was evidence that that child was being abused by monitoring that child's phone, and came to the authorities and were able to you know build a case and, and, and apprehend a suspect. That is amazing. That's very very important. Uh, absolutely, monitoring. Is, I think it's been like our mantra here is like monitor everything, communicate with your kids, and mm -hmm. everything like that, and knowing that there's actually applications out there uh, to help that. But then that dovetails into how much monitoring is too much monitoring, how much uh, free space or free freedom should we present our children as opposed to smothering them? Right, because obviously when you, you know, when you, when your child reaches a certain age, you know, they're teens, yeah, 14, they're, and they're 15, asking for that, for that, that, um, privacy. that privacy, like I want you to back off, but at the same time, you know, as a parent that it's important that you don't back off. Obviously, I want, I wanted my parent to back off too, well, of but I knew, but in hindsight, I'm glad they didn't because, you know, things still happen. You're still a minor. So but that is a good question, Jason. Yeah, in that case, Detective Silver, what would you, how would you 
what advice would you give a parent that's getting to that age uh, where their children are kind of requesting more privacy than uh, as opposed to monitoring everything? Well, if you start monitoring your child when they're younger, um, it's a lot easier for them to accept that, all right, if, if you're going to utilize a cell phone that's probably paid by the parent, um, there, there should really be no expectation of complete privacy. Of course. Um, you know, privacy is, you know, privacy should be earned, not given. So, oh, yes. um, you know, these applications, I mean, they, it, I mean, you, you can um, select what you do monitor. Um, so, Let's just say you want your child to be able to communicate with you know their friends without you seeing what is being said. You you can kind of tweak it to to what you can actually see. Um, but you know if your child, I'm not I'm, I'm every parent's different. Of um, course. But there really should be no expectation of privacy. At the end of the day, they're utilizing a, a device that's being paid by the parent normally, and if you're going to utilize it, you know it, it should be expected that. As a parent, you're you're going to be aware of what applications that child's downloading, you know, what websites that child's visiting, and who they're communicating with. Absolutely, that's actually re more reassuring for me now when I had this conversation with my son, because <laughs> uh, I just recently, uh, detective, uh, I found out that my son um, installed Snapchat on his device. Now it's a device that his mother got him, so I don't have much say over it. I don't even have the password to it. He just happened to to I just happened to take it from him uh, during tutoring. And I just see the phone's dinging and dinging, and I, I take it out, and there's Snapchat. And I said, wait, what, why? From And I don't know who these users are that are sent. It says, picture sent to you, picture sent to you. Of course, I required that he opened it up and let me see what this is. This is friends, but I mean, it, my eyes kind of bulged a little bit because I was just like, wait a minute, how did you get this? Why did you get this? And you know, why didn't you ask for permission? And I asked him uh, whether it was, you know, did he speak to his mom? His mom, he didn't, and he did it on, on his own accord. And that kind of was like, hmm. I thought we had a dialogue here. So that that's, you know, kind of uh, important to me as well. Yeah, and, and, and for example, Snapchat, I mean, what, what purpose would a child have to use that other than to send and transmit and receive images that they don't have to be concerned about anybody finding out about because it's going to, you know, vanish in a couple exactly. seconds. Exactly, so. and that, that's what I was actually trying not to say. Is that that's what concerned me is that there's it disappears, and so I don't know what you're sending or what's being sent to you within 24 hours. So that's why I was like, why do you have Snapchat? There's Facebook, there's Instagram, Snapchat as the first social media. This is the first time I'm actually uh, involved in dealing with my child with social media. I'm like Snapchat of all of them. I, I was just. <laughs> it got to my head and, a and, and just yeah it's concerning and just to piggyback off of that um, a lot of predators are encouraging children to download third party like text apps such as kick whatsapp um, and, 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 and really all that's doing is allowing them to communicate via text message um, similar to SMS the problem is um, children are downloading these applications and you're communicating via, let's just say kick because everybody knows what kick is. Yeah. But the purpose why a predator would utilize that is because they believe that if they utilize that, it gives them, you know, the ability to be anonymous from, from, from the parents and from the government. Um, for example, kick is based out of Canada. So if they're utilizing kick, now we have to deal with different countries wow. in order to get, you know, records. So I always tell parents, listen, if your child wants to communicate with their friends, let them use text message. text message. You know, there's no need for them to download these third-party applications such as Kick, other than to be anonymous and to communicate with people anonymously. Wow. 
Excellent, excellent advice. Just wow. <laughs> I didn't even know. I, I, my kids have kick. <laughs> oh, we have, they have yeah. kick, uh, you know, and they communicate with me on kick because uh, their devices, you know, whatever it was with the text messages, I did not know that. Now wow. you know. <laughs> now you How? know. Now you're more informed. So, Detective hmm. Silver, um, I'd like to ask a question in terms of, let's say you have a situation where a parent suspects their child has met an online predator or a stranger, basically an adult stranger. What signs should a parent look for um, if they suspect that their child is having a relationship with someone that's an online predator? Well, most of the predators, um, and, and I go undercover often as a child, um, and, 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 and just to go into, just because your child's female or, or male doesn't mean they're, they're, they're less at risk. Um, they're, they're, I would say, they're, uh, female and male, I mean, it doesn't matter what, what their, their gender is, mm -hmm. they're at risk of being targeted. Um, I have female profiles, I have male profiles, and they both get hit up by predators. Right. So just because you're a male, um, it's commonly assumed that predators only go after female or vice versa. Um, that, that's not the case. Um, a lot of times you're going to notice a child that's being groomed or being um, communicated by a predator or being targeted by a predator is they're, they're going to start to disconnect themselves from the family. Um, they're going to uh, demonstrate irregular behavior. Um, in, in time, that predator normally will want to make that child believe that they are that child's world. So it's typical for them to say, listen, your mom doesn't love you. Your dad doesn't love you. They don't think you're special. They don't take care of you. You know, I'm your only friend. I, I am your world. So that child might start to believe that and disconnect themselves from, you know, their family and friends. Uh, another um, big indication is that they will be tied or glued to that cell phone a hundred percent of the time. Um, when I, when I go undercover, these predators, they demand constant communication. Um, if they text me or they call me and I don't answer right away, they get very upset. And sometimes they threaten me wow. um, as, as a child. Really? Wow. Absolutely. Okay. So okay. You, the big thing is uh, the, the child must be by their phone. You know, if you walk into the room and they shut the screen down or, or they hide it from you, that, I mean, that would be a clue. And you mentioned the word grooming. Could you explain what that what that means? What that what that terminology came from? Well, grooming is a very typical um, technique that predators uh, demonstrate when they're targeting a child. Um, and 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 now we've made it so easy for these predators to groom our children. You know, we we put so much information about ourselves on the internet. You know, if you were to look at my my just say my Facebook profile, you'll know what type of foods I like, you'll know what type of music I listen to, you'll know where my favorite place to visit is, what neighborhood I live in, where I go to school, where I work at. So now what you're doing is you're giving this predator all this information about yourself so they can create their life in order to communicate with you. So as a child, you'll, be, you'll believe that this person has so much in common that they like the same music you listen to, they like the same food you eat, they go to the same places you go to. Um, so just keep in mind what you put out on the internet may be used against you. Um, so grooming is normally the, the, the predator will come off very friendly, very nice initially. You know, they'll, they'll, they'll tell the kid the, the things that they want to hear. You're beautiful. You're smart. You're Absolutely. sexy. 
um, in, in order to build this rapport. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and in time, once that child trusts that predator, um, and a lot of times if, if the child knows that the predator is an adult, you know, we teach, you know, what do we teach our kids? You know, always listen to adults, you know, respect adults, you know. Uh, so there, there already is that, that, that groundwork for, for them to, you know, manipulate the child. Absolutely. Um, in time, um, the predator will start asking the kids to do something, you know, send me a sexy picture of yourself, you know, take mm. some clothes off. And once that child builds that trust and rapport with that, with that predator, they're, 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 they're completely vulnerable. Um, and once that, that, that switch is flipped, you'll notice that the predator will take a more demanding approach. You know, you, you must send me these pictures. Where before they were saying, hey, you know, you're so pretty, you're so right, beautiful, right. you know, send me. Now it's like, listen, you're going to send me these pictures. You're going to do what I tell you to do. Um, sometimes they'll introduce the child to pornography to normalize sex wow. uh, with, with them. Um, and, you know, they, they they might, you know, use the family against the child. Listen, if, if you don't do what I say, I'm going to, you know, send these videos to your parents. Um, and again, going back to what I said earlier, you know, all this information that we put out on the internet, you know, the, the, the predator will, will know who the mom is by name. They'll know what school that child goes right, to. So right. we've had cases where like, listen, I know you go to blah, blah, blah elementary school. I know you live in this neighborhood. If you don't do what I tell you, I'm going to leak or I'm going to expose all these images of yourself to your friends. Um, and, and, and that's pretty much how grooming works. You know, they'll take a lot of time to build this rapport. Sometimes it takes days, sometimes it takes weeks. Sometimes it takes months, um, but once they have that child's trust, that child becomes completely vulnerable. I can't even imagine how you go from, hey, do you want some candy, and we, let's watch it, just, you know, we watch some of the shows, to send me a sexy picture, like, what, 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 sounds you, like do, it's a formula. Do you see how mm-hmm. that, I mean, can you see a transition? I, mm-hmm. like, how would you get to that point? It sounds but, like there are levels, like there's levels of or course. phases of grooming. Where but I mean, I can't even, I don't even, I, oof, I can't even imagine how you can get from there to there. But to, to go back to the original, is there any particular online behavior that children um, might exhibit that might uh, invite or even warrant um, the attention of a predator? Honestly, no. Um, really? Just, I mean, just being a child it puts them at risk. Right. Once they go online, you know, the, the coolest thing is I have more Facebook friends than you. I have more fo- Instagram followers. Mm-hmm. So I always tell people, like, listen, if you don't know who that person is, they shouldn't be your Instagram friend. They shouldn't be your Facebook friend. Um, I mean, just, just the fact that they're a child makes them vulnerable to a person that is seeking out children. Um, the, the best thing that you could do is, you know, educate your children. You know, listen, there are bad people out there that, that, that will hurt you just because you're a child. And if somebody approaches you, they may seem nice. They may seem, you know, they may, they, they may, they may treat you nice. They may offer you things that they may be very, you know, dangerous and evil. Wow. I don't, I don't think I've said wow more ever in one of, in one of our, one of our podcasts. podcasts. I, I know. That, that's like... Because like it's my, shocking. My, my heart's beating. I'm yeah. listening to this. It's my scary. heart's beating. It's you know, scary it's, information. It's, um, and when you were speaking, Detective, about all the personal information that we honestly just give up. I mean, we, we give up this information. We talk about our 
our school and we talk about we check in you know at this place and that of course place. and that's the thing to do yep so for a parent um, it's it sounds like it's important to even you know as you're talking to your child about social media or about online your online activity you really shouldn't be sharing a lot of personal information like your school and checking in I mean it's just it, because it invites it, it invites but, but the thing though is that is that there there are notifications that say that your profile is not done until you you add all these check boxes uh, these these online uh, medias yeah. actually you know say your profile is not complete until mm -hmm. you give us your your city your zip your telephone number your your school your cousins your uncles <laughs> it'll right. it'll sit there forever and it'll gnaw at you for a while <laughs> your profile is 86 percent done you right know? right Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I always find it funny, like back, you know, years ago, where everyone was concerned about Big Brother, you know, oh, we don't want the government watching us. But yet you're, you're going online and, and, and you're you're putting all this information out there that you wouldn't want to say, you know, the government knowing, but you're putting it out there for, you know, criminals to know, you know, I'm going on vacation. I can't oh wait to go God, on this cruise yes. to Cancun. Yes. So, I mean, all right, if I'm a burglar, I'm going to be going online on, to say, Facebook, seeing who's going to be going out of town in, in my neighborhood. Um, so it's, it's, it's very, you know, concerning how much information, you know, we actually put out there. I, I, I'm re, I'm like, it's like my mind is blown. Right, I'm right. recontextualizing everything, even for myself. Of like, course, you know, of course. Right, um, right. You know, I put a lot of stuff out there, and, you know, <laughs> and, and wow, and a lot. And I, I would assume that it is also possible for a predator to find children through their parents' page. I would assume that that's Absolutely. quite because I'm guilty of it. It's, it's either you know my personal stuff, which is just you know professional, mm -hmm. and my children, mm -hmm. and it's children, my children, my children. You yes. know. Um, is there any, I don't know if I want to say safeguards, or what would you tell a parent like me <laughs> that is um, overly sharative with their children on, on, on social media? I mean, I'm not saying don't post pictures of your kids, because right, obviously you're going to be proud of them, and yes. you know, they pass the test, or you know, you're going to want you're going to want to do that. Um, but again, just, you know, check your privacy settings. Yes. Uh, make sure that, you know, that random people can't see what you're posting, mm -hmm. know who your friends are, you know, you go every now and then, you know, clean up your list. If you don't know, yes. you know, certain yes. people on your, on your friends list, just, you know, delete them. Mm -hmm. Good advice. Great advice. So as we're talking about kids, we're kind of loose when we talk about kids in terms of like their age range. So how early should parents talk to their kids about the risks and dangers of meeting people online. Um, obviously, kids are going online kind um, of young. <laughs> at six months old. Yeah. I, mean, I don't even know anymore. But there are, I mean, I've seen YouTube channels of like five-year-olds and six-year-olds. Yep. And they're there with their parents, you know, like, like the unveiling and the toys and stuff like that. Right, yeah. But they are very young. Yes. So how, how early? How early is how too early? early? Yeah. Is there such a concept? <laughs> right. And again, I mean, I, I can't tell you how to be a parent, but, mm -hmm. you know, we teach our kids, you know, when they're able to walk about stranger danger. Uh -huh. um, maybe maybe we need to start talking to them a little bit more about stranger danger and how strangers and dangerous people could be on the Internet. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, as early as elementary school, uh, they're being issued computers and tablets in order to complete their assignments. So they're they're being exposed to the Internet very young. And, and you know, as much as I hate to tell people this, a lot of our children aren't as naive as we think they are. Um, they're they are being exposed to um, inappropriate content in school. Their their you know their friends, movies. I mean they're 
everything um, they're being exposed to. So sometimes we might think, all right, our, 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 my 11-year-old child, you know, doesn't really know much about the topic. Um, and, and, and we're finding that, you know, the contrary to that. So I would recommend the sooner the better. That way mm-hmm. you create this pattern of practice of, of being safe on the Internet. Um, so way before they start utilizing a cell phone, um, again, which is a computer, mm-hmm. you know, I don't even think they make you know, the old flip phones anymore, um, uh, you know, and, and, you know, a tablet, even a PlayStation that gives you access yes. to, to mm-hmm. log on to the internet. Yes, so does. I would say, you know, w- once you start having that conversation about dangerous stranger and, 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 you know, if you don't know somebody, you know, you, you don't talk to them, you, you're going to have to piggyback off that and say, listen, you know, this, you know, there, there are dangerous strangers on the internet, on your phone, you know, on, on Facebook. That, that if you don't know them in the real world, you know, they might try to hurt you or your family. So don't talk to people that you don't know in the real world. You know what, Detective, you brought up a really good point, the whole stranger danger, stranger danger. Um, and we, we all re- remember hearing that message as, as kids. Yeah. But one of the things that came to mind was your peers could be predators too well, obviously i mean and abs- I, well yes we, yes you know we've read we've all read stories of kids sharing uh explicit photos of themselves or videos of themselves with each other you know as early as 11 and 12 possibly even younger so um it's not just adults right no, who are strangers not. it's also uh the peers of kids as well yeah, and that and, and unfortunately that, that branches off into a whole new topic mm-hmm. of which is commonly known as sexting, where mm-hmm. you know kids are sending you know nude images you know of themselves or videos to the other friends, and and you know what who might be your friend today in, in middle school or, or high school, or unfortunately I have to say elementary school because mm-hmm. we're getting these cases in the elementary schools as well. They might be your enemy tomorrow, exactly. or they may not exactly. be your friend tomorrow. Exactly. So what's happening? is these these harmless images which really aren't that harmless are now being circulated um you know from friend to friend to friend and eventually um it's going to get into the wrong hands and what we now know of our call to call of exposing which is these websites and these instagram profiles are popping up encouraging people to upload your friends new pictures so now what what started off as me sending a new picture to the, the person i like is now all over the internet for my peers to see, for my neighbors to see, for my parents to see, for the child molester that lives down the street to see. Mm-hmm. Wow, wow. Detective Silver, we're about to get a little deeper. So you've mentioned you've, you've gone undercover, you've made online uh, profiles, but uh, under what circumstances warrants you actually going undercover? Well, I, I normally have multiple profiles out there. Um, and I act as if I'm a child online. So I really can't go into too much detail no, of course. Um, to give up our tactics. No, of course. So um, long story short, if, if someone is to contact me, believing that I'm a nine-year-old, 10-year-old girl or boy, mm-hmm. um, you know, that, that, that most adults wouldn't want to talk to a child that young. Um, so the, the undercover character would engage that person mm-hmm. and, and that person you know, communicates in a legal manner, we would, you know, launch an investigation. Um, also, and again, it, it's sad that I have to say this, I don't have to create these characters anymore because all my cases, I would say 95% of my cases are coming in from real victims. So 
Um, now that we're bringing more awareness to the topic, right. we're getting a lot more parents being vigilant and saying, oh my God, this 45-year-old man is talking to my 11-year-old daughter. Let me go to the police department. So um, a lot of times what we would do is we would assume that child's identity and continue to communicate with okay. that perpetrator to see. It reminds me of the show To Catch a Predator. <clears throat> it, I'm sure you're very familiar with that show. It came on, I think it was in the early to mid-2000s. Yeah, I want to say so. And um, it opened my eyes. It opened my eyes a lot. And, to, and it, I'm sure it opened a lot of parents' eyes because you wouldn't think that the type of people that they were catching mm -hmm. um, would be predators, but they, they come in all shapes, sizes, More so than that, the, when they were caught, some mm -hmm. of their reactions were so nonchalant mm -hmm. and so just, you know. They I'm, lied. I'm not, and, and with a straight face, <laughs> though. Yeah, yeah. And you'd be like, well, wait a minute, is this one of those mistake episodes? You know what I'm saying? Because they had this look about them where it was just, oh, no, I'm innocent. No, mm -hmm. yeah, I, I was, yeah, I was bringing pizza some over. Candy, that's it, that's right, it was. Some soda, no. Can't bring, I can't bring pizza? You know, and I was like, wow, <laughs> that's uh, a, <laughs> you know, like there, there was you know, no we, guilt. Mm -mm. There was no conscience. Yeah, mm -mm. and, and mm -mm. in special victims, we have, we have this, you know, saying that, you know, reality is scarier than fiction. And unfortunately, it's true. You know, recently, a couple weeks ago, our unit went to Fort Myers to assist the local police department up there and doing one of those operations on how to catch a predator where we literally spent three days sitting in the house pretending to be children and we arrested 18 predators that, that came to that house in order to have sex with what they believed to be was a child. So it, there's a lot of bad people out there and it, it's scary, but if, if you don't, as a parent, take these, you know, the appropriate steps and measures to protect your child, they're going to be a vulnerable victim and, 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 and hopefully, you know, that doesn't occur, but the only way to really prevent that is education, you know, laying down these strict rules, enforcing the rules, and knowing what your child is doing online and on their phone. Vigilance, parent, parental vigilance. I can't, wow, you know, we've always said it that, you know, technology is a double-edged sword. It's, you know, it's great on one end, but it can be, always be twisted, much like anything. But, um, but on that note, what would you say is the scariest or most unusual case that you've encountered? Well, again, going going off that line, you know, uh, reality is scarier than fiction. Exactly. And any case that we have in special victims, they're all scary and they're all disgusting and they're all unusual. There, there is no normal, and and I, I don't even know what normal looks like anymore. Wow. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> but any 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 adult that that's seeking out a child for for these deviant actions, it's just disgusting and and and, and abnormal and scary and, and, and nothing good about that. Um, you know, but if I were to, you know, think about some cases, I worked a case where this uh, a man from Texas was engaging a 12-year-old girl from, from Pembroke Pines, and he actually drove from Texas down here, um, endeavoring to abduct that child. What? Yeah, abducting, uh, to abduct that child, and then bring that child to Canada where they were going to start a life together. Um, this case was a real child, and thanks to the vigilant parent, they noticed that, you know, the child was, you know, being extremely irregular behavior, um, disconnecting from the family and just was attached to her cell phone uh, more often than, than, than not. So the, the parent, you know, looked into it, started going through the messages and saw that, you know, this disgusting person, this adult was coming from Texas. And thank God they came to the police department. And, you know, we, we assumed that child's identity. And, and the guy, you know, we, we made the arrest and we prevented this girl from being abducted and, and taken out of the country 
to to do God knows what. Um, another, you know, I, I told you about that case where you know the child was being sexually abused by the mother's boyfriend, right. and again, that had a happy ending because the father found out about it due to his, his, him being vigilant. Um, we had a case that started off a typical grooming case where um, the the uh, adult contacted again a twelve year old female and was saying these things and you're beautiful, you're a princess, you're so smart, let me see pictures of you. And the girl, you know, ultimately sent um, very disturbing images and videos of herself um, in order to, you know, satisfy this this guy that was being extremely nice to her. As soon as she felt uncomfortable and says, I'm done sending these videos, he flipped that switch and goes, listen, I know your mom's name, this is your mom's name, I know what school you go to, and if you don't continue sending me these videos and these pictures, I'm going to ruin your life. And again, thankfully, this had a good outcome because the daughter went to the father and we we investigated it and we found out that this guy was actually outside the country oh and he was mm. saying some horrific things about, you know, the, hurting the, the kid and hurting the parents. And, and again, imagine being a 12-year-old and being threatened that you're going to, your mom is going to be killed. You know, you're, we're going to, I'm going to hurt you. This poor child is living in agony. Of course. Um, and with just some, you know, make this case even more disturbing. The guy actually got on an airplane and flew down here to to have sex with the child. And once he was confronted with with agents, you know, he fought. And I always what? tell people, listen, yeah, if this guy was willing to fight with armed, you know, agents, what would he be willing to do to a child? Uh, of I mean, course. a lot of these a lot of, a lot of these predators are just extremely dangerous, and and you know. We go into these situations, you know, with, with, with you know, protection and weapons and, and, and backup. And some, sometimes we're, these kids are meeting these dangerous people by themselves. So, again, it, 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 a lot of times these, these guys will fight to resist law enforcement. And if they're willing to resist and, and, and hurt law enforcement who, who are able to protect themselves, what are they willing to do to a child? I can't even imagine. I don't want to imagine. But it is a question that should it, be on everyone's mind. Of course, of course. Uh, just, um, just I mean, parental vigilance. Um, are there any resources that you can think of off the top of your head that can help um, parents have these kind of discussions with their children, with, especially with uh, online behavior and stuff like that? Absolutely. And, and again, with technology, children are more tech savvy and computer smart than we are. So I always tell people, listen, if you're going to allow your children to go online, you need to know somewhat about the internet. You need to know what Facebook is. You need to know what an IM is. You need to know, you know, what, what social media is and, and, and dating apps. Um, so you, you, you should know like the current trends. The National Center of Missing and Exploited Children has an amazing resource that's free to the public. Um, the website is, I'll, I'll spell it out for you. By all means, please. It's w, www.netsmarts, which is spelled N-E-T, S-M-A-R-T-Z dot org. And that gives you free education resources for children, for parents, for educators, and even law enforcement. And it's very age appropriate. So if you have, you know, a child in, in elementary school or middle school, there's different um, age levels that you can go into. And it's, again, it's very age appropriate. So if, if your child's six years old, they would educate on this website through cartoons yeah, and through level. puzzles and games. Mm. Um, and uh, up until, you know, adults and, 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 and teenagers. So I would highly recommend that. It, it's, it's, a, it's a free resource, and it, it's probably one of the best things out there that I've, that I've found. Um, it, it educates you on 
you know, dangerous strangers. Um, it educates you on sexting, on cyberbullying, on, um, on, on a, a range of different topics that have to do with, you know, children utilizing the internet. So again, that's the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, is that correct? That's correct. And it's N-E-T-S-M-A-R-T-Z dot org, netsmarts dot org. Yes. Okay, correct. Awesome. That sounds like an amazing resource, which I'm going to check out. Tonight. Yes, yes, <laughs> absolutely. So, Detective Silver, we're going to wrap up and would like to ask, what's the biggest takeaway you want parents to know? And again, I keep saying the same thing over and over. Educate yourself, educate your parents. I'm sorry, educate your children. Mm -hmm. um, make rules, you know, that, that need to be enforced. If, 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 you know, if you believe that your child might be engaged in, in conversations with, with a predator or even with another child that's inappropriate, look into it, dig deeper. And if you see something inappropriate, you know, make sure you take that device away. Because a lot of times the children or, or, or the, even the victim will want to delete or, or, or destroy that evidence. So exactly. you need to make sure that you exactly. protect that and then report it to your local police department so it can be properly investigated. But again, educate, educate, educate. Educate yourself as a parent and educate your children. Excellent advice. Detective Silver, thank you so much. I don't think we've ever had our mouths open aghast before it's very disheartening you, to know you presented information that you would think seems more common sense than it really is I, I, I've learned so much actually I really mm -hmm, have mm -hmm. um, I, I thank you so much for your time and uh, Bahati thank you so much detective uh, we really appreciate no, this you're... this is probably the most eye opening podcast we've eye opening, ever had jaw dropping yeah definitely well, you're very welcome it was a pleasure talking to you and, and, and I can you know say that probably 99.9% .9 of these cases could be prevented, um, again, through education, through through um, setting rules and, and, and just being vigilant. So the good thing is it's scary stuff, but if you if you start now by, you know, protecting your family, Absolutely. a lot of these cases are, are, are preventable. That's the Absolutely. key word. I, I, guess, I guess that's the, the silver lining on mm -hmm. it is that it can be pre preventable, mm -hmm. but it's, it's vigilance, it's education, and it's understanding. Indeed. Well, it's definitely a pleasure speaking to the both of you. Thank you, you so well. much. Thank you Thank for you. joining us on Healthy Parenting. Please subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcasting app. Share with others and visit Joe DiMaggio's Facebook page. <laughs>